feel like sometimes life is really mental. Dude, that's actually a really good name for a podcast. <laughs> Question. Someday you just wake up and you just you're just like I'm just not passionate about this. You think you would jump ship? Yeah, I do actually. I, right now, I can I think I actually would. There's so many passions I've wanted to pursue, and I've been so focused on one thing, and now I'm like, oh, I really don't want to die before I get to try different things. Hey everyone, welcome to Really Mental the podcast, where we want you to know that no matter who you are, you're not alone. If you're new here. Be sure to follow us on our socials at Really Mental Media and make sure you share your story with us. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome to part two of our conversation with Ige and Millennial Therapist. Ige is an incredible singer-songwriter known for making songs like Car Crash and his recent EP, Medicated Insomnia. And Millennial Therapist is an existentialist, psychotherapist, and has a hit book, It's On Me, and I'm so excited to have them both back for part two of this conversation. Today, we're going to be talking about how to pick your career and also understand your purpose in the world with that. And we're also going to talk about some of the feelings of being lost that come from trying to figure yourself out and what you want to do in life when there's so many options to choose from. So without further ado, we're going to hop into this conversation, part two of our chat with Ish and Millennial Therapist. Let's get into it. That takes so much courage. What about what about you, Will? So is your answer no? <laughs> I, I just the logical side of my brain, like I guess it kind of just like drowns out all the but are you happy? But are you doing what you should be doing? That's deep. No, this is this is really important what you're saying. I think a lot of people are gonna resonate with this. I think the whole are you happy question. I had not asked myself that until my mid-20s. And I think some people never ask themselves that question because they're too scared of the answer and they don't know what to do about it if the answer is no. So they just avoid it. And yeah, maybe you don't know what you want to do, but chances are it's going to, at least you're giving yourself a chance to be happy because you know this is not making you happy. See, honestly, I, well, I, right now I, it's a bad time to ask me, like, like, like I prefaced before. And for everyone listening, I'm probably not in like the most like, stable situation to analyze myself or to like analyze exactly what I'm thinking in my head. So some of the things mm -hmm. I say maybe are kind of all over the place. I'm kind of in a place right now and I've been here before where like nothing really makes you feel happy. You're not really passionate about anything. Do you remember a time when like you were happy and when was that time? For me is always based off success. I feel like a lot of people that especially work in that mental health field usually will tell me, hey, you can't base your happiness off your success because that's a never ending loop. But bro, like nothing else uh, makes me happy. I also think as a society, we have this weird notion that we should be happy all the time. Like happy is a state of existence. And I don't think so. I think happy is an emotion that you'll have once in a while. But I think it's kind of strange that we're like, I don't think we should be permanently happy or try to be permanently happy because that's just impossible. I think we should live a meaningful life. I think we should live a fulfilling life. But those moments of joy and excitement and, and happiness are going to be moments. And so I think sometimes we set ourselves up too high. And then when we're not happy all the time, we think there's something wrong with us. And I think having lows is okay. You just need to monitor them. Wait, that's so true because like in society, when you like see a friend, you're like, hey, you good? Like just off the bat, that's, that's, no. that's a prerequisite. Like you good? Oh yeah, I'm good. It's not, oh, I'm okay. If they say I'm okay, you're just like, all right, so what's wrong? 
Yeah, exactly. What? That's so true. Not everything should just be. And we impose it on each other. We're like, oh, you know, a lot of people don't ask, are you happy? They go, oh my gosh, you must be so happy you got a promotion. They don't go, hey, you got a promotion. Are you happy? It's like there's so much imposition of like, you must be happy about this. Or, wow, that must, that must have felt. And we actually impose positive emotions on other people, which is fascinating. When like, I've had like my best moments career-wise, I've probably been like more stressed and like sometimes actually like miserable in a way. And I'll explain <sighs> the miserable part. Miserable because... I thought that would be the thing which could solve my pain. Oh, wow. Absolve me of having to deal with any of life's problems anymore. And then you get there and you realize, why in my mind did I just wait all of this time and I actually got here and it's all for nothing because mm. it doesn't change how I feel internally. And in fact, my brain just set the benchmark to the next thing already as soon as I got it. It's like, it's makes you feel really disconnected and also ungrateful because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I know I should be like a, that's the word should. I should uh, be appreciating this time. Yeah. Is it like you attached that goal and then once you hit it, you thought something revolutionary or something would change and you'd feel better? I think a lot of people have. I love that you're talking about this, Will, because I think so many people think once I reach this, once I have that, I'll be happy or everything may fall into place. And then they reach it and they have a crisis because they realized it didn't. And now they don't know what the heck to do, do another goal, but secretly they know that won't do it either. It's, I'm so glad you're talking about that because I see this all the time. And that's why when I, when people equate success to, to happiness, someone was like, yeah, but when you reach where you thought you wanted to reach, chances are you're, it's not going to make a difference. And that's like a horrifying truth. So Jay, when you were having that question of like, you know, is this making me happy? Or like, what is like, what is this for? Like, that's such a relatable question. And I don't hear people talking about it, but I just have felt that at certain times and particularly in moments of burnout, like what is, what am I living my life for? Is it to be the best version of myself or to be the most successful version of myself that I think I can be or achieve? And those are two very different things. Oh, I've actually been thinking about that a lot. You guys have caught me at a very interesting time because I used to be very religious too. And now I'm like questioning everything. So, you know, after having talked to so many people about like, well, the religion thing aside, it's like essentially like, what are we here for? I think the conclusion that the people that I see, and obviously I don't know, but they seem happy. They seem content with where they are and they seem like, they're having a good time in this thing called life. They, something that I've been trying to like really consider is maybe, sorry, my head's all over the place, but what I'm trying to say is what they thought and what a lot of these people who I thought were really happy were thinking was maybe this life is just supposed to be lived and you're just supposed to try to be a good person. Is that, is that a possibility in your, in your guys' mind at all? No, I mean, I, I love that you're grappling with it. I think that's the only way to live a life that you want and i do honestly think it's pretty subjective for some people that's going to be a life of service for some people that's going to be achieving goals for some people who believe in god it's going to be doing his will or or service around that and i 
I I don't think I'm pompous enough to think I have it figured out, but I do mm. encourage people to find their own why. And I think talking to people is helpful as long as we realize that their definition of living a worthy life might be different than our own. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think, you know, an exercise I like to do is like you're 100 on your deathbed. What are you going to regret? Yeah. What are you going to be proud of? And that mm. can be a pretty good indication of like, do you have family, friends around? Are you on a bed of cash? I don't know. Are you like, what is, what is the situation? What, when you look back at your legacy, is it there and what is it? And so I think sometimes we can work backwards as well, just as like a thought experiment. What do you want from life? Well, I, that's such a hard question because honestly, off the top of my head, just no thought, head empty. The first gut reaction I had was success. Success because, not because, I think it's, it might be a little bit different than how some people view it. I don't think success will lead me to something, but to me, I think it's proving it to myself that I'm worth people's time. I've talked about this before in terms of like, I personally don't think worth is something we earn. It's just something you need to recognize about yourself. Mm. And I hope that that's the place you come to. I mean, you know, you're allowed to want success. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be successful. I think how you define it is what is either going to be helpful or not helpful for you. And I think whenever we place our worth in other people's hands, that's really tricky. And you are going to have just as much worth now as you will if you become the top K-pop star of all times. Because in reality, your worth doesn't actually fluctuate with your level of success. I think that's like an important thing to keep in mind as you're defining success for yourself. Interesting. What do you guys want out of like this whole thing, this whole journey? I think that what I want is to, and it is also is healing the version of myself, younger self, but I want people to know that whatever stage they're at in their life, if they're like so depressed, or, you know, bullied every day that like, you don't have to feel alone in your struggle. And as a, as an extension of that, you can go on to achieve more than you ever could have imagined. And I think what drives me and part of it is also wanting to be seen as well. Like I have to make sure I'm like seeing myself because like, you know, when you put out art, technically I could just like, we could just hold on to these conversations, hold on to music but we put it out for a reason as well. But I think like what I really want to do is to be able to have a level of success where I could say to any kid in high school and growing up, like if I could do that, then like you can too. And no matter how you see yourself, like you can turn your life around and like really achieve something, whatever it means for you. That's awesome. Um, no, I, I think I'm a hundred percent impact driven. Obviously, I, I am career driven a lot. And that's something I've tried to monitor with myself. Because although I think when you work in a helping profession, it's easy to justify it. And then you have to kind of call yourself out because still lack of balance in your life, even if you're doing it for good, doesn't necessarily translate for good for you. And so I think for me, impact is really important. But I also, I don't know, I just thought about it on the spot, but I just want to have fun. Not in like a hedonistic, like whatever way, but like, I want to enjoy this life I'm given. It's still a gift. I mean, like I, you know, not, I mean, I still, I'm still here and that's how I perceive it at this moment. And 
in my lows. I'm sure I didn't perceive it as a gift, but I just feel like I want to enjoy it. I want to try things. I want to play with it. I want to experience it. And like, that's more of a personal goal. And then I think what overarching like legacy for me is impact alleviating suffering or providing psychoeducation or really being open to whatever opportunity comes next. But impact is a huge one for me. That's, that's awesome. I'm so lost, guys. I don't know what's happening. I really feel the lost part because, dude, sometimes like there's part of my life where I even feel lost in a certain degree. Like, you know, I think relationally, I am like trying to rediscover what my life is going to look like in that regard over the next mm. year. And I feel like whilst I have a good sense of like where I want to go career wise, I, I now have like this thing of like, I don't really know like what I want from like that part of my life at the moment. I'm trying to figure that out, like in a, in a relationship sense, like a, a partner. And I sort of hope that I'd be in a relationship at this point. I guess what I'm saying is like, I can still resonate with that. Like, even though it's something sounds like it's something different, you know, I think there's like parts of life where it's like, it's just so much to life that it's okay to feel lost in some areas too. Totally. And I think, I, I hope that we talk about it more because we're repeatedly going to feel lost. I don't think we figure it out and then we're fine. I think every once in a while we're going to hit a wall and feel completely yeah. disoriented. And I think that's just part of being human. And as long as we take care of ourselves in those moments, I think, I think we're good. Feel that. And going something, uh, just going off a point that you mentioned, Sarah, it's like you kind of want to just enjoy life. And it's funny you bring that up because I was watching like this video of like this 98 year old man who passed away. And he was like, he was like a philosopher and he was introspectively looking at his life. And he's like, you know, these days I feel like I like lay down the grass and just enjoy things and regret that I didn't enjoy things. So like you hear so many testimonies like that and like your brain, your brain understands, but your heart just can't accept it. It's legit why I got a flip phone, guys, two weeks ago. I got a flip phone for after work and my weekends because I just get anxiety when I'm on my phone because I know there's so much I can be doing because it keeps me just like I had this moment where I was experiencing something really nice with my family and I was texting and I was like, I consciously knew that, like, oh. I should be present because I was enjoying it. And I couldn't stop myself from having a completely different conversation with someone else. And I think that was a moment where it's like, okay, that's enough. And I think for me that being intentional and almost being bored is something I want to learn to do again. Oh. And I'm really busy with work. So I could fill up my days with work all the time and never be bored. No. Yeah. But instead of doing the extra work, it's like, how do I just be? And for me, I'm not suggesting everyone has to get a flip phone. It's a huge, like it really made such a big difference. So I'm on week two and I'm a Whoa. big fan. And it really, it really helps. But that's because my thing is like, I want to, I don't want to die without living. Oh, and I just wow. really, really, really want to feel aliveness, whatever that means, the good and the bad. Are you dying to live or living to die? Whoa. That's an album name. Someone write that yeah, down. Yeah, I mean. Dying to live or living to die. I want to ask a question, Jay. Mm. And it's going to frame us to end this conversation. And that is, oh. 
when we check in next, so say if we checked in and we were all sitting here in 12 months time, where do you want to be? I don't want to say I want to be happy because I just, I don't know how <laughs> practical that is, but I feel like I, I want to have some more things figured out. Like mm. I keep repeating, you guys caught me at a bad time. Cause I like, like my slump comes like, I think everyone has like little cycles of up and downs, right? Like we were talking about. And as much as I hope I'm on an up next time, I feel like I think I would feel much better about myself if next time we talked a year from now, I had some more answers. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. And oh, and also, thank you so much for having me, guys. I, appreciate I really enjoyed it. If there was like a song that people would go and play based on this conversation, which song would you send them to? This whole conversation has really made me think about like upbringing and like how I just feel about a lot of things. And it's made me think about a song called Castle in the Sky that I have. It's about putting someone on a pedestal and it's not their fault, but like you just do. And Sarah, for you, where can oh. people learn more about your novel? So my book is called It's On Me. It's going to be in, I think, 16 or 17 countries. You can probably just wow. Google it, but you can also go on my Instagram, millennial.therapist, mm -hmm. or on my website, Sarah Kubrick, and find out more information. Get it? It's about self-loss. That's literally the topic. So if you're feeling lost, this book was written for you. So thank you so much for both of your time. And to everyone listening, we are all going to get through this, whatever it is for you, whether it's loss or heartbreak, grief, whatever stage you're in, just know that it will pass and you can take actionable steps to get there. And we're going through it too, so you're not alone. So I hope you really enjoyed that episode with Ish and Millennial Therapist. I definitely did. And that wraps up our conversation and part two of our chat with them. If you have made it this far, please be sure to send this podcast to someone you appreciate and think would value this conversation. And also consider rating us five stars if you listen to this on a streaming service. We'd love to hear from you and hear your thoughts. So if you have any feedback, thoughts for us, make sure you send them to us at Really Mental Media. And definitely one of the things I picked up today is that having a low period is okay as long as you have the awareness of it and the ability to monitor it and make sure that you can also get yourself out of that place and are taking active steps to feel better about either your purpose, your happiness, whichever part of your life it is. Another thing that I was reminded of that I really liked was finding your own why and what a meaningful life actually means to you. And that's going to be different for everyone based on experiences we've had and what we want to say and do in the world. But have a moment to think about that and ask yourself why that is your purpose and go deeper and deeper. And I hope that can help in some way. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week at the same time, Sunday at 10 a.m. PDT. And yeah, we'll see you there for another episode. <laughs>